Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults, a spring break from house payments. Savewithconrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out. No house payments for two months at savewithconrad.com. What's up, Airheads? Here we are, back in the virtual Airstream studios for another stirring rendition of Putting On Airs. I'm Trey. Like there's Cordy. Hey, I want to apologize, Trey. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that you're dressed fancy today, but like I always try to at least wear a tie or something. Yeah. And you, you usually are like in, you know, you're more garbed up uh, as for the theme of the show. But I am, uh, I'm wearing a tank top for those of you just on audio. A Joey Chestnut tank top, by the way, the goat. Um, and that's only because I'm having an air conditioning issue up here in my attic. And I just didn't yeah. feel like putting on a shirt and tie and then having a stroke in the middle of the uh, uh-huh. recording. So here it's we go, Joey hot. Chestnut. Yeah, kind of hot out here in my guest house, too. So I, that's not why I didn't. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm not wearing a jacket right now. But I was just uh, been running around like a chicken with my head cut off this morning. Oh, I, uh, just got like I'm uh, going to virginia tomorrow doing shows by the way uh, well actually by the time y'all hear this the shows will be over i'm sure they went great thanks for coming out but anyway yeah <laughs> flying out early in the morning and uh got a bunch of stuff to do today so i just uh you know just been a little frantic but uh, if you're Joey listening Ch- to this by the way when it comes out on friday i will be with leslie jones in nashville tomorrow night that is saturday at the james k polk center there in nashville come see us it'll be a fun time how many of those are you doing just one yeah. No, I mean like 
overall because you already did some, right? Oh yeah, no, I'm only I was only slated for three shows with Leslie, so I've, I did Charleston, I did um, I did Durham, and I did this one. I think she's out of the South after this week, and so I was just like her her Southern flavor, mm -hmm. you know, uh, okay. which I appreciated. We had a fucking blast. Her and Lenny are tremendous to work with. The crowds were awesome, and it was just it was nice, man. High living too, baby. Yeah, well, that's what's up, uh, Joey Chestnut. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, are you you a big fan? Huge fan. Okay, can you like yeah. talk about him a little bit? I know Joey um, Chestnut is. He's the hot dog man, best all time best hot dog man, right? The only the he only goes thing beyond I can... hot dogs, maybe like is it does he do other? Food? No, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know he does. I'm pretty sure that he like. I think what it is is like he hot dogs is his thing. But it's kind of like how, like, Steph Curry also can play golf a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure that, like, Joey Chestnut is beyond question the goat of hot dogs, but he also will, like, do uh, amateur – he'll do, like, exhibitions in other food. But, like, his main thing is the 4th of July hot dog eating contest, which, I mean – me and BPP, I don't think we've missed it for, I mean, definitely since Kobayashi was was the reigning champ. You know, we've always been tuned in. And, I mean, I think fucking Joey Chestnut's been the guy for, like, what, 16 years now or something? Like, it's It says he, in 2000, 2007, he took down Kobayashi, who yeah. had been, who was at the time the six-time defending champion. And, and that's so 16 years, right? It's at, well, it says... Chestnut lost the 2015 contest to Matt Stoney. Um, That's right. I remember that. Upset of the guess, fucking century. I guess he's won the rest of them, I, uh, I guess, since then. Yep. That's pretty crazy. It's it's well, unbelievable. It's disgusting. It is yes. gluttonous. Uh, and by that, I mean it is fucking American. And that's why we kick off the 4th of July with it. It's I don't like the style. I think, though... I wish in these hot dog contests that they would outlaw the dipping of the water. You know, okay. I wish just because that's not how you eat fucking hot dogs. I think you should have to do it the way people eat hot dogs. You should, they should have the hot dogs there. I'm not saying they have to have the toppings on them, although that would make it more interesting if it was a full slaw dog. Like, obviously, the num, and I know why they do it. They want the numbers to be really high, but it's like, I don't know. I just think that they should have to do it in the way. It's kind of like when I see motherfuckers at halftime of like the Sugar Bowl throwing the football underhanded into the the Dr. Pepper can. I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. that makes it easier, but that ain't how you throw a fucking football, and that ain't how you eat a hot dog. Do it the right way. That being said, he's the goat. Do uh, you know anything like how do, how do those people train or whatever? Do you know, dude? I have no they idea, do, but right? I think yeah, they do, but I don't I know heard, how. I heard these like they're, they're the science behind why it's always a skinny person is that their stomach can elasticate more than a fat person or that like you need to have a really high metabolism in order to be able to put down all that at once or something. Um, but like all I know that like I know that those dudes gain like 22 pounds that day or some shit because <laughs> it's like literally 22 pounds worth of food, bro. I'm not even going to read even close to all of these, but I was asking, like, is it just hot dogs? I'm on his Wikipedia page. It's not even, it's not remotely just hot dogs. He, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to count them up, but just looking at this, I'd say he owns close to 40 world records 
Uh, really? For eating, yeah. Chicken wings, crystal burgers, uh, pulled pork sandwiches, steak, funnel cake, cheese steak, pizza, Taco Bell tacos, corned beef sandwich, tamales, hard-boiled eggs, 141 hard-boiled eggs in eight minutes. That killed Cohan Luke. God damn, bro. Pastrami, ribs, twinkies. In eight minutes? Eight minutes. That's I mean, unbelievable. I mean, what, what, like, what even, what even is you, that? That's also like not to bro out, but do you know how much protein that is, bro? Like, can you have lot, that much bro. protein? That's a lot, that's bro. Seventeen a a minute. Uh, which means, yeah, I don't know. But was he I now? Was, no was he liquefying them? Like, you know what like I mean? Three seconds to eat a hard boiled egg, and he eats one. I mean, roughly, he's one hard boiled egg every three seconds for eight minutes. Now. That's, Crazy. Is he just now, here's swallowing them? So he just I like, guess. You know, just, just taking you know, them, taking we always, them down. You listen to people talking about eating all these hard-boiled eggs, and you're like, how the fuck could they do that? But I'll tell you this. If it's Easter and you devil them, I can go. You know what I mean? Like, I, like the thought of eating 12 hard-boiled eggs is insane, but I guarantee you I've come close to eating 24 deviled eggs, which is a half of an egg. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I've probably eaten a dozen, right. but, I mean, well, you know. a not, dozen. Yeah. Yeah, right. Dude. And and not in eight that's minutes. That's like, like yeah. right around one-twelfth. God, of that's fucking. The amount he eats in eight minutes. That's uh, crazy. I ate a whole turkey in ten minutes at a casino once. Just because, uh, or was there a contest? No, it was the Foxwoods World Turkey Eating Championship. <laughs> <laughs> How he uh, live? I don't know how he lives. I mean, clearly, for un- unless he's at one of these contests, he's living a good life. Like, he has to be, right? Because he's not fat, like, by any means. Right. And I know that you need metabolism to be able to do that. Like, like what? Also, do he have another job, do you reckon? Yeah, I don't know. I reckon know. he it's, has to. Uh, Personal appearances? How much money does Joey, yeah, how fancy is Joey he's, Chestnut? He I mean, is a circus fancy. freak, and I mean that in a good way. I mean, this says he's made at least six hundred thousand dollars from eating competitions, but More he's been that. active for what? Yeah, I mean, now, that, that might be years? the purse for all these things because they don't pay a lot. But like, he endorsements this shirt, you know, like, like the the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. The 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 winner gets ten grand. You know, that ain't that's crazy. That ain't shit. But no. you know, he's probably got an overall deal with Nathan's. I would say, like, he's probably in their commercials, wouldn't you think? Yeah, probably. Uh, this says that uh, in 2014 alone, he reported two hundred thirty thousand dollars of income in Man. in 2014. So you know, I mean, that's pretty good living that's just a, to like go around and eat and you it, know. It is, but like I don't. Man, that's a lot of like I feel like there's a lot of pain. like, dude, bro. I mean, let's not to be gross, but let's get gross. What is the next week of his life like? After he eats all them hot dogs and hard boiled eggs, bro. The next week, I mean, yeah, the next week too. But like that, like that night, I always think oh about my God. that night because Unreal. like I, so I, I've said it before. Like so many times, I'll like I'll live well all day long, and then like in the mm-hmm. final hour before bed, I will just defile myself with yeah, all kinds both. of stuff from my kitchen or whatever, and then go lay down and just and just waller in agony for a while, yeah. like like a, the piece of trash I am, and I'm not. Guinness Book it, of know, World's recording it. Right. It ain't 141 hard-boiled eggs worth of going in. I can tell you that much. So, like, I mean, he just built different, you know. I mean, I wonder if he's got some kind of genetic thing, like some, you know, like 
where he literally is built different. You I mean, know what I mean? Pro- like he, his, you have to be. Like, yeah. Like, again, like I was saying, like, I, I read one time that there are these, like, sort of exercises these people do. Now, it's exercises with food, but they eat, like, a certain amount to stretch their stomach, and then they, they fast or whatever. And, like, they literally do build up some sort of, like, muscle control over their, like, belly. Because, like, they have to train it to expand more than the normal person's, where it's like, me and you would be full that doesn't make them full. Like when he gets to, when he gets to 40 hot dogs, he don't feel the same way me and you would even after like 10 or 12 hot dogs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Also, I'll say, dude, like Nathan's paying 10,000 to the winner. That's bullshit. like, that's some bullshit. Cause dude, they show that on ESPN. Yes. yes it's bullshit. Like, I'm not saying they should be, you know, it ain't the fucking U S open or nothing, but like, it's on ESPN. They, it should be worth more than $10,000. I agree. And everybody knows about it. Like you said, it's like July 4th every year. It's like an American institution. Millions and of people watch it. Yeah. That's, that's, no, uh, it's that's bullshit. some absolute horseshit. Man. And, and, it be and like honestly, a hundred grand. I, feel I agree. Like. I think a hundred grand is totally acceptable because, dude, if it's been $10,000 since the jump, like inflation, you know, come yeah. on now. And how many, how many possible eaters? are we missing out on because they don't deem it worth it to go for $10,000? You know what I'm saying? If you raise the purse, you're going to raise the competition. Yes, I get that. And again, but like uh, uh, BPP sent us a text here. says, Chestnut also mentioned that he gained approximately 23 pounds during the 10-minute contest. That's 15 pounds of hot dog, 8 pounds of water, and that (laughs) it'll take him four or five days to return to a normal weight. I should point out that I said 22 pounds, so uh, my brain retains something like his belly retains water. Yeah. Speaking of retaining in a week. Speaking of retaining water, um, <laughs> a sub has gone down today or last oh, night. I feel in bad search for of, In search of the Titanic. I, it's one of those things, like, look. People dying don't hit, but this no, is some wild shit. So if you're listening, I'm sure by the time y'all are hearing this on Friday, we're recording on Tuesday. This I think this happened like yesterday. News broke overnight or this morning or whatever. Yeah. Say. And we figured it's like definitely relevant to POA because it's, sure. it's rich people going to the Titanic. Yes. Right. And um, and uh, it's not hitting for them down there. If they're no. down there, nobody knows where that. Basically, they vanish or like they didn't return, and nobody knows what's going on, right? And the Titanic is like it's like twelve thousand feet. It's like two it's over two point one miles. miles. Yeah, two yeah. miles deep. That's bro. That is deep. That's deep, like, buddy. They like you know just walking a mile. You walk yeah. all the time. Like how walked, like walking walked, two miles, how, like how long would that just not um, at a brisk pace, just like, just walking like a normal I walked, rate. I'm trying to think I walked 25 yesterday. <laughs> um, but walking one mile at a brisk pace, probably 15 to 18 minutes. If we're talking how, how brisk, you know, cause I do speed walk, like especially that first mile. But I'd say that if you're walking at like a normal human's pace, one mile's probably like 20, 22 minutes, something like that. You know what I mean? So imagine walking straight down yeah. for 40 minutes, 45 yeah. minutes or whatever. Yep. Underwater. It's That's crazy. how deep they are. And also like there's only, um, 
there's only three sub submersibles in the whole world that are even capable of doing that. And this and, was not one of them. And well, evidently not. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it's funny. Cause when I saw it, I was like, somebody better call James Cameron, dude. James Cameron. Cause <laughs> yeah. like, cause he went down there. I, I'm pretty sure. Pretty oh, yeah. sure he went down there. Yeah. Like for real yeah. went down there and like, dude, how fucking wild would it be if James Cameron saved these people? It wouldn't if he had one me. of the only subs that could do it, and they called him up, and he flew out there and fucking went down there. It's like that that South Park episode about James Cameron about how he's always raising the bar, and if he doesn't raise the bar, everybody dies or whatever, because you know he's James Cameron. But that would be it, a very raven thing for James Cameron. To it, do. W- it would, it would, and I'm sure that if he wasn't dealing with the delays of Avatar Nine, he would probably get a team together. Um, but yeah, I mean, and dude, what's, what's like, it's like, it's almost like it's poetic that the thing that was going to see the Titanic has now sank. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, yes. and that it was the occupied exclusively rest. by rich Absolutely. people. Rich people. Yeah. Yeah. It does kind of, you know, but, but kind of sings uh, the whole scenario does in that way. Here's. Here's the difference, though. Unlike the Titanic, which, yes, it sank, but it was deemed by everyone to be this unsinkable thing. It was absolute top quality. It was the, I mean, it's the, it was the best at that time ocean liner ever built, and it sank. Well, me and you watched a video earlier, and this one kind of seems like a redneck made it. Okay, well, since you said that, I was, uh, me, I want to come back to the name of the ship in a minute, but okay. since you brought that up just now, uh, I actually, I've got this like pulled up over here because I don't know if this is the exact one you're talking about because I had to like re-find it, but uh, yeah, this is, so, can you see that? Yep. Can you hear it? An yep. experimental submersible vessel okay. that has not been approved. <laughs> results in physical injury, disability, emotional trauma, or death. Where do I sign? <laughs> oh, take your shoes off. That's customary. Okay. Wow. Inside, the sub has about as much room as a minivan. So this is not your grandfather's submersible. <laughs> we only have one button. That's it. It should be like an elevator. You know, it shouldn't take a lot of skill. It's the only five-person sub in the world that can reach titanic depths, 2.4 miles below the sea. It's also the only one with a toilet, sort of. And yet, I couldn't say how many pieces of this sub seemed improvised. We can use these off-the-shelf components. I got these from uh, Camper World. We run the whole thing with this game controller. <laughs> Come on! It seems like... Yeah, he go- so... Let, let, me, let me... First reaction. He goes, uh... Anyone should be able to operate it. No, right. they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. No, they yeah. fucking shouldn't. Yeah. If you're yeah. listen, if I'm paying two hundred and fifty thousand goddamn dollars to go to the Titanic, I'm gonna need there to be a maximum of ten people in the world that could possibly operate this motherfucker. Absolutely, yes, and uh, yeah, everything's like just you know straight off the shelf consumer products. There's nothing special. Yeah. But we got this from Went Camden Amazon. World. They yeah. use a GameStop <laughs> controller. To like drive the thing or whatever, it's all just real. It's no, it doesn't seem like you know uh, this is the purview of the wealthy elite, right. but I but I get that it's like the experience. 
you know, it's like everything else with them. It's something that the pores can't do, right? Exactly. And I get that going to the Titanic is something that the pores can't do, couldn't do then, can't do now. But like they, uh, but yeah, but the the operation itself seems to be pretty uh, pretty shifty at best. But yeah. they, but like also like what do you they you notice? And I get, I mean, I I I'm engineering dumb for sure, right? I oh, me too. No way this works, but like. I get you can't have like a porthole probably that deep or whatever, but yeah. like if it's going to be on screens, like why you know even I mean? go down if, there? I don't, I just don't get it. Like me you're, either. You're, you're going to see literally the exact same thing I could see if they uploaded it to YouTube. Yes. Like you're going to be down there, but like inside a metal coffin, I had, you know, even with four other people, that. like I don't know what you're really getting out of it. You I know, like I hadn't even considered that, but that's such a good fucking point. Like I remember I went to a, um, a, a, a ball game one time and I was sitting in the box and the box was like so high up that like you, you couldn't really, it might've been hockey. You couldn't really see it that well, but they had TVs on in there that everybody was watching the hockey game. on. <laughs> and I was like, well, we could have just done that. You know what I'm right. saying? Like yeah. it feels very much like that, except for dumber because you're not risking your life sitting in the Verizon box at the predator stadium. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. None of this screams. This is a rich thing. Right, but it is $250,000 a piece. Apparently, uh, the son of one of Pakistan's richest people, I guess, is down there. I think that's, I think that's, there's at least one billionaire on board. They're probably going to eat him first, I guess, I would assume. Uh, And all they pooping in a, and they pooping in a hole. Yes, they got like a little bucket at the end of the place. I think there's like a curtain (laughs) they pull over. And apparently, I read somewhere that they also like play music while you're pooping so people can't hear you pooping if you got to poop but imagine but also mark smart mark sends the link earlier said that there and i don't know but i don't know how they know this maybe they because right. if they Someone were sending might be any trying kind, to hit if they were sending any kind of signals back they would know where they are right right but i think it's just maybe somebody who knows how the sub work says that like if they're down there this long. It's probably malfunctioning in a certain way to where the audio system keeps resetting, which would mean that the song My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion keeps playing over and over on a loop while they're down there. So imagine sitting in a, you know, a metal coffin at the bottom of the ocean while that song plays on a loop as you poop in a bucket behind a curtain with three other doomed rich people. Dude. It's uh, pretty wild. It's, also, if it's if the, the lights could be out, imagine that. Yeah. Like, pitch black in there like uh i mean dude it's real fucked up a lot of people are pointing out like i guess and i missed this because of course i did because people don't cover this type of thing generally speaking but i guess there was a ship full of refugees lost at sea recently i I guess because people are saying like oh that nobody nobody went to find all these refugees but four rich people and a sub doing some dumb shit the whole world's looking for them or whatever so I'm just taking that. Yeah, it's like you'll have that. You, yeah, know? you will have that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's like right. Also, but... I, well, I think, like, I mean, I think they should try to find both. You know, yeah, of course I mean? they like, should try like, to find both. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, of course and they get, should try to yeah. find both. But, like, you know, people's uh, financial futures uh, rely on finding some of them. So, of course, that's going to be more important. Like I said, it's not. But, and, like, and, dude, I know we're talking about, because here's the deal. For, for what, from what we know, they dead, right? Oh yeah, they they yeah, dead. So here's the deal: they're either they're either stuck down there, right? Because they which got, means they're dead. They got stuck in the grand ballroom or something. Of course, right. they're not supposed to be going into the ship. Well, it's like, so deteriorated now that 
barely anything is anything anymore. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. I, I mean, really? You know, yeah, like, like, I mean, so that makes sense from, to me, but from like, what I read, read it's like, there's. So that's actually what makes sense to me about this hastily designed submarine and why they didn't take more time on it. So, from what I read, like, there's very few more opportunities to actually see the wreckage of the Titanic in any substantial way because of the way erosion and everything is working. It's about to just be soot at the bottom of the ocean. Now, what I could have read was is wrong but that is what i read where it's like how you saw it in you know how bill paxton saw it in the movie the titanic it don't look like that anymore and very soon it will not there will be zero point to see it so now i'm like so you're watching on a screen a video of like a pile of trash on the bottom of the ocean or whatever you know that i just I don't understand, but so they're either stuck down there, in which case they are absolutely fucked, right? Because, uh, again, there's only three submersibles in the world that can even do it. I don't know where they're, if they're deployed right now. I don't know how that works. I don't know where they're located, whatever, but they're probably almost certainly fucked if they're stuck down there. Or they had a malfunction because they, it has mechanisms. They can like jettison weight or something and make it float back to the top, but it has one button. It's not working. I know, but it's got, I, I didn't get that either because I know I just I saw another interview with a guy who's like like he's been on it before or something like that. And they have they can like jettison weight to make it float back up, but under no human control. So they can't control it's, you know, just dead in the water, but it can float to the top and they can do that if they're not stuck. But since it has no power and they're so deep, there's so many currents and riptides and stuff in the ocean. They could drift miles away. So it's like a search area the size of Connecticut on the surface, if they're even on the surface. And even if they're on the surface, their air supply is still dwindling because the hatch to the sub cannot be opened from the inside. Of course. Which, like, at first I was like, what the fuck? But apparently, again, engineering dumb, apparently anything that goes down to that depth, it has to be built in such a way that that's just the case. That's what I read anyway, that, like, you you couldn't make that sub have a hatch that could be open from the inside. But that's just another reason I wouldn't get on the fucking Me too. Thing. Me too. And listen, like, listen, listen. I'd like, it, assuming that none of these rich people have ever murdered or thrown a whore off a boat, assuming that, I don't think that they, d- d- people that haven't done anything wrong don't deserve to die. I'm not trying to say that. However, if we're going to get into fucking, you know, Darwinism or whatever, if you are if you're someone who saw the same video that me and you saw, like we saw how that shit works. If you're somebody that sees that and goes, here's $250,000, I'm in. I'm not saying that you deserve to die. I'm just saying it's very hard for me to play even the tiniest violin because Jesus fucking crap. It's like when I see these videos of these fucking spelunkers and shit who like, they'll go under these things and like, yeah, actually the two rocks are so tight that 
it, you have to weigh 165 pounds. Otherwise you won't be able to get through it. And then like somebody gets dude. stuck. I'm like, dude, I, listen, it sucks that your friend died, but your friend's a fucking moron, dude, bro. There was a spelunker once a specific one who like fell down a little like, uh, you know, hole in a cave or something and like yeah. got stuck down there and he got stuck like yeah. upside down. That's what I'm talking about. It. And it was in such a way that they couldn't get to him for uh -huh. some reason, like the angle or whatever it was, but they couldn't get to him. And that's just like, bro, that's, that's rough. That's tough sledding right there. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And and again, I'm not saying that like, these are bad people who deserve to die. I'm just saying like the, and these are like, and, and what do all these people have in common? Most of the time they white people, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Well, like, we got a Pakistani guy down there. That's but, true. Yeah. But rich equals white in a lot of ways. You know uh -huh. what I mean? And I don't, you know what I mean by that? Yeah. I don't mean like he's one of the good Pakistanis. Right. That's yeah. not what I mean. Yeah, he rich, he white now. So, <laughs> them's the rules. So, he still counts. I'm just saying you start operating like a dumb white person. Like, regular white people operate like a rich person of any other color. Just no fear. Just fucking whatever. I, I rule the world. Yeah. Why wouldn't this be fine? Everything else has always been fine. <laughs> What I was going to say about the name of it is, and I'm pulling this out of my butt memory, so mm -hmm. like from my butt, but also from memory. I remember hearing once, I don't know if you've ever heard this, that there was like, there was an author who wrote a short story, like a like one of yeah. those like pulp novels or something like that. Before, before the Titanic. Before the Titanic. Yeah. That was basically the story of the yep. Titanic. And I think in his story, the name of the, the ship, or something. it was called Titan, I Titan. think, is what I was yep. going to say. And that's the name of this sub, is Titan. Wow. So it's like, yeah. So that's an element to it. Also, that's a that's a wild-ass thing. That, that, that is a wild-ass thing. Now, the only way that it's not, it, the, the, the one thing that makes it, would make it less wild is if, like, Whoever named the Titanic had like read that, you know, and was like, Dude. oh, yeah, it was that, like Titan. That, that's a great name. That makes it, that would make it even more like yeah. tempting fate. You know what I mean? Because yeah. their whole thing of like, it's unsinkable and all that shit. If they named it after like a ship that sunk in a book. You know, they're kind of just begging for it. Are Dude, you big? Are you big Titanic guy? Like you seem yeah. like you would be to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did. We did an episode here on it, uh, which is like on the whole Titanic. I remember us covering the menu. You know, you know what? I don't think we actually did an episode on the whole Titanic. Um, and if we didn't, I would like to. There's a couple early episodes, by the way, that I've been considering doing addendums on because I know so much more now. Uh -huh. And, and, you know, as a lot of people know, in those early episodes, we were shooting four and five in a day. So we yeah. were like cramming information and I've been considered, I've been like going back to some of the old episodes and be like, Oh God, I mean, that was right. But like, now, you know, this, 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 and this. So even if I did do a Titanic episode, it was probably very brief, but like, no, I'm like, I'm wildly entertained by it and fascinated by it. And, um, I've actually coincidentally rewatched the movie like three times in the past two weeks. Uh, but only because it just happened to be like we've been out of town and sometimes you just turn on the TV and whatever's on the TV, you just watch. I guess they're like they're just replaying the Titanic a bunch, maybe because James Cameron's in the news. I don't fucking know. Um, and also they play that movie a ton. Mm. Um, but no, I'm fascinated with it. I'm fascinated with Molly Brown. I'm fascinated with the Astors. I remember at one point I was like, that would be 
that would be a good episode just to do on John Jacob Astor, um, who was the richest man aboard the Titanic. Um, the Captain Alone, great story. I would also like to talk about all the things that James Cameron willfully got wrong, which we've talked about on this yeah. show, I believe, a little bit. But I, I would yeah. not definitely consider myself a buff, but I'm super I interested in it. Have you been to the to the Trash Tannic in uh, in Gatlinburg uh, or Pigeon it. Forge? I, I've yeah. not gone in it. I've not gone in it. But one time, uh, one time I was on acid while we were driving to Pigeon Forge, and I was kind of like in my own little world. And I looked up, and there was the crashed Titanic right uh -huh. by Fanny Farkles, and it freaked me the fuck out. And then immediately yeah. to my right, the upside down house, and I was like, "What the." Going yeah, on. but no, Wonder I haven't Works, been to the. It's called, yeah. I believe, Wonderworks. But no, yeah. I, I've been in Wonderworks. It's it's cool. Took the boys in there go, when they were little. Should we one day take a POA funded trip to the Trash Tannic? Well, no, I think that'd be I fun. I don't know if they'll. And first, I'm calling it the Trash Tannic because Pigeon Forge trash, and I love it. You know, I'm trash too. Uh, but uh, I, it's one of those things where, like, I don't know if you're allowed to, like, you know, do shit in there. Like, oh, I just meant we could go and then talk about get, it. Yeah, right. But, yeah, but yeah. I think I feel like I've actually heard because it's one of those things. Because if y'all never been to Pigeon Forge, she it was is awesome. a monument to like redneck white trash lunacy. Frankly, just ha like and tacky well done. Bound Jesus and pancakes and stuff and fucking mm -hmm. any kind of like entertainment you can imagine. Obviously, I'm, a, I'm an atheist, but I'm saved when I go to Pan when I go to Pigeon Forge, buddy. I'm a Christian. So, and it's Pigeon Forge, Sevierville, Gatlinburg. It's a whole little like area up there Action in the packed. smoke in the Smoky Mountains. Yeah, uh, and a lot of it is like again pretty goofy, pretty tacky, or whatever. But I feel like I've heard from people that the uh, the Titanic thing they got up there is actually like kind of legit, maybe. Really, or actually like I think I've heard that. Yeah, it's never so, really like, appealed to me, but I mean, I would check it out do 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 you remember hearing if they have a, any actual like legit artifacts from the titanic at the trash Titanic? i think really maybe do i don't that's know that's crazy I'm, like just is, like a spoon we're in full butt talking mode now that's all uh, right but, that's that's yeah that was the working title of this podcast mm-hmm but uh, no, I'm interested. I would, I, you know what, man? And and this is, I think about this all the time, bro. All I got to do is drive two hours and 45 minutes and I'm fucking there. I might just do it myself and just report back. You think these people going to kill each other? Yeah, I think. Because that, listen well, to this. I mean, obviously this makes sense. This is like, well, on that note, here's the thing. And again, this is like, it's obvious when it's pointed out or anything. You're like, oh, of course that's how it works. But like they have a limited air supply, right? Right. But the fewer people are on there breathing, right. the longer the air supply lasts, right? That's they're going to put that together pretty quick, I yep. feel like. And, you know, then what do you do? And also, how do you do it? Try to kill somebody with a GameCube controller or just wrestle? You'd all have to kind of agree and team up on one guy and choke him to death again, probably. That poor Pakistani. Yep, yep. He's <laughs> two, two, two strikes against him with these guys. You know, he's Richard them and he's brown, dude. They'll take him out. <laughs> first thing i would imagine I just, I just don't know but like you got to think about like the headspace that these people are in because there's they're so rich that nothing has gone bad for them in quite a long time do you think that their mindset is like oh well they're coming to get us we'll be okay the carpathia will be here momentarily yeah i mean i definitely the think that do you know what the carpathia mean, is no that's the ship that rescued the titanic 
Well, they did a pretty shitty job. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got some of them. They got yeah. some of them. You, they rescued the people that, yeah, were yeah that, on yeah, the boats were, or in yeah. the water or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I can't remember. Um, Do you hear oh, that I'm massive sure rain think... coming off of my roof right now? No, is it raining there real hard? So hard. And it's like, I'm hoping it's a good ambiance for people because it is pelting. I can hear it. When it got quiet, I can hear it, but it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't like not. It's not bothersome, but uh, like I'm sure they, dude. You, I mean, you have to think that. And I'm right. sure they really do think that. Unless I feel like if they're on the bottom of the ocean, unless the dude driving or running thing or whatever is bullshitting them, then right. they gotta know that their chances are not great. You know. Well, if I was that guy, I'd probably be bullshitting them for sure. I would. I'd be too. bullshitting the fuck out of them. I wonder if anybody's uh, investigated what the orcas were up to last night. Ooh, you know? that's a good question. I don't know. How deep yeah. can them motherfuckers go? Not that they, deep, I don't they, think. They I can't. mean, hell, they breathe air. You oh, know? that's like, right. So it'd take them 40 minutes to get up. Well, not 40 minutes because they can nah, swim faster than we they can, can walk. But. I bet they can fucking book it, but they can get after it. I know that sperm whales go pretty deep, I reckon, and they breathe yeah. air too. Um, Man, that's a wild fish to be is one that still needs air. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's, I don't fish because of it, but it is weird that that like, oh, right. Yeah. I remember hearing fish. once that, I remember hearing once that, uh, I might've read this in Bill Bryson's book. Maybe I can't, uh, I'm shout doing, out Bill Bryson. Absolutely. He's great. Wonderful travel writer and novelist. Yeah. What does he do novels? He's, I think he's written one before. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm wrong. He, he's a travel writer, but also like a science writer. Yeah, um, and historian. Like, he wrote a Shakespeare yeah. book that I read, unfortunately, after I did the Shakespeare episode. Another addendum I'd like to do. Yeah, but he's very, yeah, he's great. I think maybe I, I don't know, dude, again, straight, all butt stuff for me today, as as per usual. But um, that people, scientists think that whales, like, left the water and then went back in the water, like, evolutionarily speaking, like, they came out. You know how we all started in the water? Yeah, came out the water. Apparently, well, I don't know that, but at some point, whale. What do you mean you don't know that? I do now that you told me. We was tadpoles. Well, where'd you? I mean, how'd you? Monkeys. What'd you? What'd you think? Yeah, but before that, we was in water. That's cool. I didn't know. I mean, that makes sense. I probably heard that before, but I thought there was stuff in water, and their stuff wasn't in water. Like at the beginning. You mean like the primordial ooze? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Much. Yeah, I don't cons- I just didn't consider that water. I considered that ooze. No, 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 no. No, I'm water. Like Okay. All of life on earth started in the water. Okay, like, I believe you. As se- like single cell organisms. Yeah. And then I later thought it was mul- ooze. And then later multicellular organisms and most of the history of life on earth is just that. It's yeah, like right. Well, yeah, like, cuz it was billions of years ago. Right, and it let yeah. and and they it was just that for a long time it was just the ocean had a bunch of little you know single cell fuckers in it for like a hell of a long time, bro. Like whole time I know. thought that was ooze, and uh, and then they turned into you know fish fellers right. and stuff like that. And well, actually, before fish, it was like them little you know like trilobites, you know them little sons of bitches, little uh, uh, little sort of like prehistoric uh, crab looking uh, motherfuckers. Kinda. Okay, so like a gar crab. And then them like bugs, we're seeing them bugs they got down there. It's like I've seen them bugs or pods or whatever. With they the, don't have for the, me. I don't like the way they look. With these, uh, the ones with these. And I don't. They may got them. You know they the look, one with them. With I, now, what are you? What are you doing? There's a one with them. Like there's a 
fish with this where it, like it's a thing it's like a, a flashlight coming out of its head no and that's it looks, an angler fish that ain't a bug it looked like a bug it looks like a scorpion because that's like he's you talking about like, an angler fish i don't know if i am or not but the like fish with the thing coming out of its head that's like dangles and is a light and it serves as bait for their prey yeah, but then I saw... Because like, that's a I, fish with big-ass teeth. It's like, it's yeah, wild-looking, but yeah, it, maybe that's it don't what look like a bug. Maybe I just saw the teeth in the thing, and I just made it a scorpion. Like, it, that thing made it a scorpion in my head. I mean, a scorpion's uh-huh. kind of like a bug. Am yeah, I wrong? I think, I think a scorpion is, like, bug-adjacent, for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a metal bug. It is. Is it a rat? Were you a lot? Were you? Did you think scorpions would be a bigger deal when you were a kid? Uh, I mean, yeah. Because like yeah. I sometimes will see a scorpion and it's like not that big of a deal. Yeah, I mean, if it's in my house, I'm like, I don't want that scorpion to be here. But I remember when I was a kid, it was like, if you see a scorpion, you're dead. And now people will be like, yeah, I had some scorpions at the house, and I was like, mm-hmm. I really thought that this was going to be more of a problem. Yeah, scorpions, quicksand, Bermuda yeah. Triangle. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's funny that you say that. The Bermuda Triangle, like, when's the last time? Ever since we invented GPS, nobody's got fucking lost in that shit. Yeah, weird how that works. Bermuda Triangle, that was that was huge in the 90s, dude. That was like, all it was. Uh-huh. All we talked about was Amelia Earhart and the goddamn Bermuda Triangle. Bermuda and triangle. then and then, then we just, people stopped getting lost there, or they stopped going near there, Yeah, I guess. My, my sons, I don't think, even know what the Bermuda Triangle is. It's I wild. bet you a lot of people don't, because when's yeah. the fucking last time, unless you're listening to this podcast right now, that you heard somebody talk about the goddamn Bermuda Triangle? Yeah. And uh, that's all it was. Anyway, fish fellers, bug fellers, shit like that, little trilobites, shells, mollusks, that type of shit again for a very long time and that was i think them things came about what's called the the cambrian explosion which is when like all of a sudden all kinds of new shit popped up but in the is that ocean a separate right? is that's a separate big bang that's a big bang for the ocean yeah well i mean the big bang is for the whole like universe yeah no i know Earth. that i'm saying like what you're saying is in the ocean there was a separate big bang and it well, was single-celled organisms turning into fish with teeth. I mean, if you want to call it that, again, I think they call I it... I do want to. Called, That's the, why I was the asking. Cambrian, the Cambrian explosion. Okay. I don't feel like it's a one-to-one parallel, though, Cho. But because you said explosion. Would be it's the a bang. First, yeah, an explosion of life. Yeah. But it's not the inciting incident because there was already single... The Big Bang is like, first, there's nothing, now there's everything. That yeah. did probably happen with life on Earth, but not right. at the point I'm talking about. Okay. Well, you just said an time, explosion, Earth, and I thought bang. I, I know, I did. Okay. okay, but you know, Earth was just like a fucking molten lava ball or whatever, right. and got cold, and there's water on it and stuff, and there ain't shit in it, and then all of a sudden there's shit in it, and people don't, we, you know, nobody knows how that happened. They think like proteins, but where the fuck the proteins uh, come from? I don't excuse know. Excuse me, Trey. Where I'm what? from, we know exactly how that happened, and that was right. our Lord well, and yeah. Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah, he Jesus invented all them uh, like pre-fish things and threw them in the water. To test us, let it uh, let it marinate for billions or hundreds of millions of years, whatever. Them anyway, they become fish and ultimately sharks. You know, sharks are older. Speaking of like not knowing things was on land, sharks are older than trees. I did know that. That's because you know every all life started in the water, not on land, and then eventually. Some little enterprising, you know, half fish fucker uh, 
you know, decided to go where no fish fucker had gone before and went on to the land somehow, you know, evolutionarily speaking. And then that's, that happened more and more and you get, then you get land species and now you got life on the land. But, but evidently this whole thing is just to say, apparently evolutionary biologists think that whatever the precursor to the whale was like, it came out of the water, like everything else did. And it was like, this don't hit. Yeah, and went right. back, I'm gonna go back. <laughs> and then went back into the water after learning yeah. to breathe air. And now that's whales and dolphins and stuff. Also, is it, which true is a, too? That's, a, that's a bold choice. Dude. That's crazy. That's a, yeah. That's a, I mean, water I mean, does hit, but now that you've stopped breathing water, I think I, I'd prefer yeah, to not live in water. If me I too. was a pre whale. I agree. Now, if I'm a whale and I walk out of the ocean and see all of us now, I could see myself going back, but we wasn't yeah. here yet. You know what I mean? Like they were right. just all by themselves. Like, let's kick it. Isn't it also true that sharks reach their apex predatorship early and have you and don't have stopped evolving like they just got yeah. there and they yeah. were just like this is fucking it yeah you reach max level you stop leveling as they say uh what if they decide, what if they all of a sudden alligators yeah. and crocodiles did uh, did that too i reckon same thing they've been and the then same a tyrannosaurus for... rex became a chicken ain't it wild how opposite uh -huh. that is yeah pretty opposite it is wild um goddamn man lord how big, we old, even, big old how ball we're, we're spinning on. Yeah, spe uh, speculating as to whether whales took down that sub or not. I doubt it. Oh, yeah. S sperm whale's a wild uh, name for a whale. It is. Yeah, someone was funny that did that. What you think's in the bottom? You think there's any big-ass leviathan, wild-ass monster shit in the bottom of the ocean? Yes, I 100% believe it. My, me, I think me and you might have talked about this. I know that me and DJ What if they have. got at by one of them? That'd be wild. Yeah. Yeah, like in uh, Star Wars Episode One, that thing. Or by 20, the way, thousand leagues under the sea, Jules yeah. Burn. So someone, I, I don't, I don't know they if it's me and you, but... me and you talking about it, if it was me and DJ, or if it was all three of us. But Pete, there's some people that when they talk about aliens, they're like, "You're looking in the wrong place. They're not above us. They're below us. Right? They are yeah. in the depths of the ocean that you can't possibly fathom. You've never been there, and they." haven't some of them have come up which you you've already said that sometimes that every a whale was just like what up coming to the you know land like there it's possible that they can do it but like and, and you know when they study fucking jellyfish a lot of the a lot of these people were like there were several people positing they're like jellyfish don't make no sense that they would come from earth we think that jellyfish fell from the goddamn sky and they're aliens but then there then if you go by this theory it's like no 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 they are aliens but the aliens is down below that's its own completely different world what we perceive as earth is actually two whole things there's the ocean then there's us they're basically two different planets on two different fucking systems and there's like a whole colony of atlantis and shit down there and they're just waiting on their fucking time okay you're not saying that they came from space though you're just saying that like it might as well be no i'm not saying planet. they came from space i'm saying that they're from down there but they are they are exactly as what we perceive aliens to be you know what i mean yeah but we except these we know about you know yeah but we they don't do be, we don't know about they, everything in the sea no, we don't. I mean, yeah, That's what right. I'm like, what what else is down there? You said Atlanta. You think there's mer people gearing up for a revolution? Do I think it? Like, do <laughs> I actually believe it? No. Could it be? Yeah, absolutely. Like, why not? I believe in aliens. I believe in fucking aliens out in uncharted space. Why the fuck can I not believe in things in uncharted sea? You know what I mean? 
things, sure, I think there's probably some big monstrous fucking shit down there, which like is Nessie? wild to think about. Yeah, maybe or yeah, or like just real big ass, you know, a kraken. It might be yeah. a kraken oh, yeah. down there. Yeah. But if there's a kraken, there's got to be a Zeus, or not Zeus, well, but a Poseidon. Poseidon. I, yeah. I don't know that that follows exactly. There, I feel like you could have well, a kraken look, man, without we're the just god fu- of the sea. We're, but we're just we're just, just talking a big here. ass octopus or something. Octopuses is wild too. They like they're not they're, they're aliens. Kinda un, they're kind of unlike most other things on earth. And you know that you know the octopuses, all of them, the longest lifespan of any octopus i think is like three years or something they don't live long and some are too smart some people say if they did live longer that shit would be wild because they're real smart before they're even you know three years old or whatever and if they lived longer and developed further that they could uh they could get up to some truly wild shit but they don't you know if my aunt had a dick she'd be my uncle so you know (laughs) fuck fuck octopuses because they don't but yeah, I mean that's the nah, same. I, that, octopuses hit for me; they're pretty cool. I, but no, um, I love octopuses. You seen them motherfuckers? They're like they're like these insanely huge octopuses, but then they can like squeeze themselves into a Mountain Dew oh, big yeah. slam. Yeah, you know, you ever see them do their camo shit? They do. Yes, dude. Put your uncle how to the shame, fuck, buddy? Dude, how, yeah, no shit. How the fuck is any of that anything? Like, like I don't know. Here's 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 what I understand about evolution is that I believe in it and I know that it's true, but like, I don't understand how like, they're like, yeah, you know, for years, these goddamn octopuses were getting hunted by shit. So they developed camouflage. Did they just sit there and go, uh, uh, like, how do you develop that? You just fucking think about it and it just fucking happens. Well, no, the idea is that there was a mutation along the way where all of a sudden an octopus... This is why the X-Men is a wild uh, comic book concept, because like... One of my favorites. <laughs> although I don't know that, you know, I don't think mutations would manifest as like, this guy has got fireballs, but like... Right. Um, somewhere along the way, because you got, again, you have to keep in mind the spans of time we're talking about. Yes, billions of years. insane. And so like yeah. somewhere along the way, a precursor to an octopus, like was born with the ability to camouflage itself in some fashion or whatever. And, and that it. kept him from getting it. Right? right. And then that happens again or whatever. And it's just in that, and over millions of years, now you get to a point where they, uh, you know, like I said, you know, do it better than mossy oak, do it. But, um, but like stick bugs too, man, that shit's crazy. How it's yeah. a bug. That's just a stick. Did you see that video the other day? It was like a, it was a fucking stick bug and it was all pissed off because there was a caterpillar on its back. Cause the caterpillar thought it was just walking on a stick and the stick bug just fucking like, get the fuck off me. And the caterpillar's just like chilling out like, Oh, this stick moving. No, but it's funny to think of a bug being like, Oh fuck, there's a bug on me. You know, the way <laughs> yeah, that we do. Right. Yeah. Imagine if a two year old <laughs> just jumped on your neck while you were walking through the park, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would, yeah, it'd be wild. It wouldn't um, hit. It. No, if I didn't, if it happened while I was walking in the park, a two-year-old fell out of a tree onto my head or something. No, I wouldn't hit. But you know, generally speaking, having a two-year-old on the back of your neck is not. I just not mean so bad. one that you're not familiar with. One you're not familiar with, yeah, it comes out of nowhere. That is weird. Yeah. Um, ah, goddamn! There was along the way. There's been so many things pop up in my head. I want to say about all this. Please. Uh, Deep, well, I can't, and then I we keep going, and I forget. Uh, mer, like, mer people. Yeah. Um, here's what I say. You why think not? they'd be like? Have you ever seen Cabin in the Woods? Uh, actually, no, I have not. Oh, dude, that movie's he, fucking. But great. it's a horror, right? Know, 
yeah, but it's like a it's, poor comedy. It, mm, I wouldn't. I mean, yeah, it's got funny parts to it, but it's like psychological it's kind of, thriller. It's like a meta self-aware horror movie. Horror okay. movie. I could fuck like with that. Kind of satirizes the horror genre. Oh, I could do that because uh, you know I'm dude. just not a big horror guy. Like there has to be I'm not so either. many. Yeah, I don't like, like horror at all, but so I when love someone, that movie. Yeah, so when someone pitches horror to me, it has to have all these caveats. And like one good caveat that you can throw out is they're like, it's horror, but it was directed by Jordan Peele. And I'm like, fucking A, I'm in. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, if it's like a satirization, I'll check it out, but go on. Well, there's a, well, now I don't even want to say, well, whatever. There, I forget. Mer- I'm drunk. Okay. It's a merman in it, right? Briefly. Okay. I did and, not see that coming. Right. And he, and it's like a, he don't hit. It's not okay. like it's not like Ryan Gosling with a fish tail, right? Yeah, right. He's like a fish monster that has okay. a kind of humanoid head and big sharp teeth and stuff like that. Like, you know, like Ron Howard's uh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah, the fish version of Clint Howard. <laughs> sorry, uh, Clint, if you listen to the show, we love you, but you know the fucking deal on you. There's that. Then there's the type that says like mermaids are kind of like sirens or whatever. They yeah. like you know lure sailors to the deep because they do because they, they do hit to look yeah. at, right? Yeah. Uh, except but then they got like fish. wild teeth and they bite you, right? They like transform or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know which one uh, you know hits less for me. And also, I've just always felt like I guess part of the lore is that they they you know put you into it. They hypnotize you in yeah. a certain way. It's not just, just like you know, damn that fish bitch could get it. You know what I mean? It's not just <laughs> right. like that. They sing the go to sleep, you little baby. Right. But see, those go are si- me and Katie were having this conversation recently. Like those are sirens, right? Yeah. Sirens, I think are a separate mythological category for mermaids, but there's a lot Succubus of overlap. Whores, I believe they, is the actual yeah, name. That's a, that's, that's a whole other category. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But anyway, I just, uh, it had to have some kind of hypnotic element. Cause I don't think I'd, be uh all that interested in a half fish lady no matter how hard her top half hits. which part half yeah okay that's bro because you because you got to go like which part half yeah i mean it's because in the one you have to go top half don't you i know but then you're i then know where you're, what's that I, look I, like I, yeah you, you know, no, like, you do have to go top because, like, I don't care how banging what the that lower part do. of your you know body is. Yeah, like, I don't, yeah, I don't care how banging the lower half of you looks. I can't stare at a small mouth bass in the face and right. nut. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Katie so no, it's got to be. Part. It's it's got to be bottom half. What'd you say, Katie? Katie gonna love this. She part. still listens to the show. I believe so because she'll get amazing. on to me for stuff I say sometimes. So I reckon. Yeah, she's you listening. gotta go. You got to go top half, um, but I could see that working for me. You know, I've done yeah. worse. Well, anyway, uh, Lord be with them dumbass rich people at the bottom of the ocean, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, God bless them. I mean, by the time this comes out, we will 100% know exactly what has happened to them. I so think we're- Mark sent us a thing earlier that was a tweet from the New York Times. It was right before we started, and the tweet said three minutes ago. So as of like roughly an hour ago, the New York Times tweeted they had 40 hours of air left, as long as they're all still alive right now. So that, you know, well, I mean, two days. So, okay. Less than but, two days. But like, and like you said, there's only a couple vessels that could go get them. So like, but right. But all, again, but they don't even know that they're down there. They could right. be, they could be on the surface. Like they, they don't know. They can't That's go it. to like find my iPhone shit. And I know, you know I was thinking I was, I was just about to say that they 
surely they had something like that that like how could you Mark's not? Right. I know you. I mean, don't this put is the equivalent or something on it. Like fucking, that's crazy. <laughs> this is the fucking equivalent of not putting enough lifeboats on a goddamn ship, right? You know yeah. what I mean? It is literally the equivalent of that. They took zero precautions whatsoever because of the fucking hubris of a rich man. Yeah, and that's now, true. but but a little bit different. Only the first class dying in this right. one, which is the yeah. complete opposite. And only a handful of them. You know, yeah, right. So. And it's like, whatever. All right, real quick before we do, History Professor Chow, I found a couple other things on the Titanic here reading on Twitter uh, that I thought worth sharing. So Dan Sheehan, or Dan Sheehan, he's a like a comedy writer, writes for The Onion, I think. I feel like I've heard of him before. I've heard that name for sure. Yeah. He tweeted, and we've talked about this before. I think we did a well-read podcast. We've talked about it in the text thread and stuff every now and then. But he says, in all seriousness, I do feel for the Titanic submarine guys. One of my greatest fears in life is dying in a way that's funnier than it is sad. <laughs> yeah. the- the idea of everyone around me being like, yeah, it's so awful. And then quickly looking back and forth before saying, but I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which reminds me, I meant to say, that's like Mark pointed out, it is kind of dying in the dumb, uh, like kind of show-offy way like that is a Venn diagram thing between rich people and trash because the trash person, as Mark put it, is trying to jump a dirt bike over fireworks. Yeah. Uh, But, and the second thing I found is apparently a CBS journalist, I think it was, I think it was the dude we just watched in that clip a minute ago. The guy Uh who was like, where do I sign? But I could be wrong about that. But a CBS journalist last year, he like covered the sub and and uh, like took the took the trip, right? And oh, wow. uh, yeah, he he took the trip. But listen, this is what he said. He tweeted he tweeted that he had been on it or whatever. Somebody asked him, and then he says, "This submersible does not have any kind of beacon on it." On my expedition last summer, they did indeed get lost for about five hours. Jesus and Christ. And adding a beacon was discussed. And then it just says dot, dot, dot. So it's like, I guess they discussed it while he was there. And then ultimately they just, they're like, no, hell, that'd be like 50 bucks. We couldn't get one of those. <laughs> yeah, right. damn. Uh, We're only charging $250,000 right. a fucking person. Somebody asked him, could you elaborate on how you got lost for five hours? What was the experience like? He says, to be clear, I was not on the sub that day. I was on the ship at the surface in the control room. They could still send short texts to the sub, but did not know where it was. It was quiet and very tense, and they shut off the ship's internet to prevent us from tweeting. Then the guy asked him, is there a reason (laughs) that didn't make it into your report? And he says... Yes, the company gave us a different rationale for shutting off the internet that this could be an emergency and they needed all channels open and we had no idea how to confirm whether or not that was true, which I feel like that doesn't really answer the dude's question. At all. That's that's a non-answer. Yeah, he's definitely dodging it. It is very weird. Why would you not mention that in the in the report you make? By the way, they lost it for like five hours and everybody's freaking the fuck out. And, yeah. uh, and you know, discussed maybe it would be wise to get a beacon, but then decided not to and everything's fine now. Like, it seems like an auto mission. That's shows you how how time is so relative because like you know going on a car ride for five hours eh, it's pretty long but not that bad watching watching television for five hours eh, it's a good way to kill an afternoon being lost for five hours that is a fucking long ass time bro 
Uh-huh. Like that is a goddamn. You know what I mean? Like, God yeah. damn, dude. Like, dude, honestly, 30 minutes. If, dude, if I was stuck in an elevator for 10 minutes, I would start freaking the fuck out. I would oh, immediately, yeah. like, like, I think it would take me maybe the full 10 minutes, I think. But, like, dude, you remember that motherfucking time me and you was trapped uh-huh. in an elevator? We immediately yeah. started freaking out. Higher gas prices. Yeah, and we just hadn't hit Portland. the button. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but we started to get real scared. But uh it the more I read about this, the more it just seems like it this was straight up like an accident waiting to happen. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course. So anyway, uh Mozart, did you watch Amadeus for this? Because we were texting about how like I No. I did I not thought we did, were, I thought that was like I thought we did, we talked you, about because I we, haven't seen it either. And I we then, did, uh, but did you mention you just said blanket, have you seen Amadeus? Like we it? weren't were we talking about Mozart? When? When when we were having the conversation about have you seen Amadeus, were we talking about Mozart? It happened. yeah, yeah. I don't remember I the did, exact context. It happened on the show. It happened on the show because we then got an airmail from somebody that said something like you should totally watch Amadeus. Dude, I when I was fucking researching Mozart, they were like, Yeah, they go over this in the movie Amadeus. I thought the movie Amadeus was about a ship named that, Amadeus. That that's uh that's oh fuck. That's Amistad. Okay. Amistad. All There's right. A ship, so ship called Am- a, that's a movie about a slave ship called Amistad. You Amadeus. understand my confusion though, correct? In a way. Yeah. And and frankly, I think that they should have named the movie Mozart. All right? <laughs> like goddamn. You know what I mean? Like am I fucking wrong here? But like name it fucking Mozart if you want people to know so, it's about fucking Mozart. This is funny to me cuz I really wish I could remember the context on the show in which it came up. You some I think it was about Mozart writing his fart songs or something. Yeah. And I think I made some remark. It's like, I wonder if that was in Amadeus. And then I was like, you ever seen Amadeus? I haven't seen Amadeus. It's supposed to be a damn good movie. And I haven't, it was something, something like yeah. that. Well, but dude. it's funny to me that evidently, like when that happened, you're like, I don't know why he's talking about a boat movie, but okay, I, I guess I, that I, hit. But I totally fucking was. <laughs> I totally fucking was. I mean, dude, you got to the song, the song by Amadeus, uh, Amadeus, 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 Amadeus. You thought that was a, you, that, you're literally doing like a Ron Burgundy thing right now. It's like, another word for a very, very old wooden ship from the but Civil War the only, era. But the which only is literally word. what you thought. That's what you thought that song was about. But the only like, words you know, of that song. Rock me, Amadeus. You're like, well, boats rock. So, dude, you know. But do, but do you know any other, what, what other words of that song do you know aside from Amadeus, Amadeus? Amadeus, rock, Amadeus. rock me, Amadeus. That's okay, all well, that doesn't seem like you're talking about Mozart. And again, I implore well, anyone he did in rock. the he, of but course, rocked. But also do rock. Boats like. rock, and also <laughs> the motherfucker's name was Mo- his name was Wolfgang. Of course, Amadeus Mozart. But if you make a movie <laughs> about me and you call it Ryan, you're a fucking idiot. All right. Yeah. Yes, but he's one of those people. I feel like. He's one of those people that people, for whatever reason, they'll be like, they do call him Mozart, but they'll, I don't, I've never, no one, here's what I'm trying to say. No one ever says Wolfgang Mozart. Agreed. They either, they either just say Mozart or they say Wolfgang, Wolfgang Amadeus, Amadeus Mozart. Mozart. 
I right. have usually so only like, really I've heard Mozart way more than I've heard Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. That's one hundred percent sure. But all I'm saying is, when isolated, the word Amadeus doesn't make me think of Mozart. And here's why: because I didn't know that movie was about fucking Mozart. Whenever I hear the word Amadeus, I just start going Amadeus, Amadeus, but, Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus. You said I didn't a minute ago. Know. Are you telling? Let me clarify this point. Did you say a minute ago? That while you're researching what you're about to get into right now, you read some things that said something like, as chronicled in the film Amadeus. Yes. And even then you were like, why was that in the book? No, 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 movie? no, 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 no. That's oh, okay. when I, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. That's when, that's when I realized that the movie was about okay. him. All you right, know what I mean? Right. Like when yeah, they yeah. said that, I was like, oh, fucking, fucking hell. Cause like I just heard about the movie and all I knew was Amadeus, Amadeus. And I fucking yeah. thought they were like, look at this big ass boat. Amadeus, Amadeus, yeah. Amadeus. But no, that's Amistad. All right. Yeah. What do you know about Mozart, Trey? He liked, farts and butts and stuff and being dirty he had a motherfucker who really didn't hit for him and he didn't hit for that guy either with a real italian ass name yes yeah, so uh, or something i you think i would know yeah i would it's in my would it's in my, i would have thought you were gonna in my get notes. into that yeah it's in my notes um i just can't remember his name it's very italian and Either him or Beethoven, one of them, one of them fellers back then had a sister who was also a prodigious musical talent, but because she was a woman, she weren't allowed to do nothing in what in the world or life or nothing well, except for cooking. Mozart, Mozart, shit. Mozart ended up hooking up. It wasn't him that had a sister. Well, so his whole family, his whole family was absolutely musical, but prodigious is not the word. To, the prodigious only applies to Mozart in his family, at least. Um, when he's born, which is, by the way, January 27th, 1756 in Salzburg, Austria, to Leopold Mozart. Now, his dad was a composer and a musician. So this is the family business, right? Uh, uh -huh. It's not like, like, that, but the thing is, is like, you, you got to figure, like, if someone's going to be a musical prodigy, the only way to find that out is if there's musical instruments in the fucking house for them to, like, go hit something on so yeah, his dad just like joey chestnut and hot dogs you know 100 percent. his dad had to be a real trash bag piece of shit to have that many hot, hot dogs, dogs laying around, around. that's right yep, yeah 100 so his dad was like actually a pretty accomplished commercial violinist and instructor but when mozart is born i won't say right when he's born but when he turns three he um, this is how prodigious he is like he immediately realizes it because he would just be like he would be in there practicing on his piano and on his violin and his fucking three-year-old would just get up on the piano and do the shit that he was doing like yeah, he wasn't crazy. even he wasn't even necessarily like trying to teach him because in his brain he's like oh this is my three-year-old get the fuck away from here you fucking go die from rickets or whatever you're three and you're from now but like Mozart had like a complete ear for music and not only was he able to copy the things that his dad did but he also just could get on the piano and he would just hit a note and he would be like oh, that hits and then when he would hit another note and he would be like that hits too then he hit another one and he'd be like that didn't hit so not that one and then he would just start fucking going so it's like he didn't even really need a lesson like the piano was just like a part of him so when you're talking about prodigious childs i've never heard of one that's kind of that insane you know no i, I agree and obviously he's still i'm not trying to make the case that he uh, he hit less or anything but i 
found what I was thinking of. It says that he had a sister named Mary Maria Anna, yep. and when they were young, their dad, the musician, took her and Wolfgang on yes. tour. Yes. And it says in the early days, she received top billing yes. above him. However, given given the views of her parents prevalent in society at the time, uh, from not, from 1769 onwards, she was no longer permitted to show her artistic talent as she had reached a marriageable age. Yes, so, you know, which is notes. 11. Um, yeah, right. Exactly. She, yeah. But like, like, well, no so, more hitting for you. Well, now that we're already talking about that and you went and you, you talked about them going on tour, that was actually wild because their dad, who like he had a fine career of his own. I say fine, like he, you know, obviously he's no fucking Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. He's Mozart's dad, you know. Um, but he like there's a lot of competing theories about what this guy or who this guy was. There's the people who compare him maybe to a Joe Jackson, <laughs> who is like yeah. he took his kid. And because essentially what I read is like he realized immediately that Mozart was a prodigy and he even exclaimed to the world. He said, this kid, this is a, this is a paraphrase, but like this kid is a gift from God and now nothing I've ever done matters. Nothing I will ever do matters. My whole and sole job on earth is to help cultivate this gift that we got from God. Now, a lot of people go, right, cash cow. That's your cash cow, right? A lot of people say, like, no, he actually was a loving father. And instead of being blindly jealous that, oh, my God, my kid is immediately better than me at the thing I've put in my 10,000 hours at, he was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm glad. I want better for my son. He's better than me. And that's from reading several things and watching a couple documentaries, that's sort of the account that I want to believe. Um, but when they're going on tour, they're taking the kid on tour. This was a very a different type of touring than me or you have ever experienced because it was basically all on spec. Like they would, it was kind of like, you know, buskers just kind of sit yeah. outside and you've, so it was a more formalized, fancier way of busking where like, they would go to all these like royal halls, whether it be like an actual empress, which actually did happen later later on in his life, or it just be like, you know, they're rolling up to fucking uh, the Downton Abbey estate, knocking on the door like, hey, you want to hear this shit? And then they would go in there and he would play and they would be so impressed that they would either bestow upon him money for the services or they would be like, hey, we would like to hire you for the next time we're out in the yard hitting mallets and you know riding horses and shit mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. like but all of these tours it's like there weren't really set dates it wasn't like well we've got to be here we got to show here we got to show here they were just kind of like door-to-door -door composers and shit and that's another thing too is that it's not just that he it's not just that he could play the piano he was composing like Full concertos, minuets, and even operas by the age of five. That's like, so that's it's, that's like I mean, it, you you can't fathom it. Like, no, you can't. That's like, like the type of thing that I, if I didn't know that it actually was true, I'd be like, there's no impossible. fucking way that that's yeah. yeah. 
I agree. Cause like during, during all this reading, I was trying to think of like other prodigious talents, like, you know, um, and in one podcast, I actually listened to the founders. It was a very good podcast. I used it for my research. It led me to a, um, a book. Um, so I'll shout out. He, he actually was talking about comparing him to Tiger Woods, like his relationship with his dad in Tiger Woods and like how it was probably more of an Earl, Earl Woods, Tiger Woods relationship, because yes, Earl Woods was hard on Tiger, but like he definitely had Tiger's best interest at heart and he wanted him to be better. He wanted him to have every opportunity. But then it got me to thinking about like Tiger Woods is 100% prodigious. He was two years old on Merv Griffin hitting golf balls. Like name it, like, you know how two-year-olds be. Oh yeah. It doesn't like, it doesn't like with a guy like with a kid like Tiger Woods, like, Oh, well, but somebody taught him how to do that. You go teach a two year old, how to strap a fucking two iron into a mat. You can't like you, that's just, you got it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like Tiger Woods, when he was two was a better golfer than me right now. Like not length, but like accuracy, all that shit. And I'm just trying to think of other prodigies and like, I can't think of any that compare to, because when you talk about writing a writing a concerto, writing a mignonette, these are these could be simply pianos, right? Where it's like, well, he plays the piano. Of right. course, he can write that. When you're talking about right. writing a full opera, this is a five year old having the understanding of the flute, of the trombone, of the violin, of the cello, of all of these. And they say that he actually knew how to read and write musical notes before he knew how to read and write words yeah and yeah that i mean that's that's wild and another thing that they say about him was that he had basically zero revisions in his work meaning that he would sit down and actually and by the way a lot of this is he's hitting the notes on the piano okay this 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 but when he's writing out the concertos and the operas for the violin he's not he's making it he's just writing the note down He's just going, this note should be here. He's literally drawing the fucking notes, right? And then you hand those off to people and they play it and they go, that needs nothing. It's right. perfect. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is fucking Rain Man level shit that you can't fucking like even come close to fathoming. And, 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 and what, and was and he, thing, uh, was he, you know, socially and everything? Was he like, I don't know how to put it. Is there any kind mean. of evidence that he was like on no. the spectrum or anything like that? Was he any kind of savant or no? Surprisingly, I mean, he's obviously a savant in this regard, but everything else about this, like it, it's something that I wanted to eventually get to today. And it's something that like, it made me very happy to learn. And it's also mind blowing. Apparently Mozart was a very happy man. <laughs> he was, he was not troubled I'm, I'm sure that there were some times in his life where things weren't going his way. Like we all have that, but he's not like when I, if you'd have told me, if you'd have asked me to guess how Mozart's life was before I researched, I go, Oh, he was a deeply troubled soul that fucking whatever. But that wasn't Artistic the case at genius. all. That's yeah, Art, exactly. Almost always the case, but or he's least, weird as fuck or, you but know, he, but like he whatever. wasn't, but he wasn't, he seemed now again, this is stuff I'm, I'm welcome to be wrong. This is in the things that I've read. He was a very kind uh, very outgoing. But now, granted, he didn't have a lot of time to do all this stuff because of how prolific he was. He basically was never not working, but it wasn't out of some tortured sense of self. He loved it. Like he loved it. Like that was his thing. That was like his love language to the world. You know, like he he composed over 600 works 
and which a lot of them being full operas, dude. So like, I mean, think about 600 works in like, can, can you imagine doing 600 stand-up specials? <laughs> no, no. Can you, I, dude, I can hardly even imagine writing 600 jokes, like new mm-hmm. jokes. And we're talking about symphonies, concertos, chamber music, operas, choral music, all this shit. And he's composing them at five. He's not just fucking. And the way that this shit works, which is really crazy to me, is like, think about this. When Mozart writes something, it doesn't get put on vinyl. He writes it, and then you get the sheet music, and then you play it and go, that does hit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? Is that not crazy to think about? Yeah. And so, like, a lot of his stuff, he he actually faced some trouble in the middle part of his life when he's trying to sell these commercial works because he would write these things, and they would sell the sheet music or whatever, and people were like, I can't play this. Right, yeah, that's what I was about to say or ask. Like, that's relying a lot on the other party, you know? Yes. Like, if somebody... You know what I mean? Like, if yes. I could buy one of those sheet musics. If you knew nothing about anything regarding Mozart or whatever, and I came in and sat down at a piano, me, and put the music, sheet music up there that I bought, and I'm like, this is Mozart's sympathy and fucking whatever the fuck, right? You would be like, God damn, Mozart don't hit, you know? Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> And obviously that's an exaggerated uh, example because I don't know how to play the piano at all, but like that still, that applies to like middling piano players. I would think, do you know what I mean? Like right, people that like can play enough to, you know, so it's like, Oh, they can play, but they don't hit. And then they're trying to play a Mozart thing, but they're not doing it well. I would think people would hear that and, and be like, this Mozart dude ain't nothing special, but maybe right. musical people are like, the, the, they, the uh, they know pe- enough to know yes. that like, okay, this that's what it guy is. is not very good. That's a, that's a lot of, the, that's a lot of what it is, is that like, but the, the, he got, he garnered a reputation because those musical people who would try to play his shit would tell that to people. They're like, you have no, like, listen, I know this is good. It's so good that I can't play it. Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, we, so we got to go fucking see this guy. Um, his most famous compositions, as you know, include uh, Ein Klein Namonos Music. You know one that one? One of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. The Magic Flute. Uh, mm-hmm. Don Giovanni, uh, Symphony Number no. 40 in G minor. He'd also mastered uh, multiple instruments throughout his life, which, of course, piano, violin, uh, organ. And he, he, like I was saying earlier, he had the ability to compose directly in his head. Like without, yeah. like he would just sit there and be like, "This is it. This is it." He married uh, this lady named Constance Weber in 1782. They had six children, but as it went, only two survived infancy. Uh, but he 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 did experience a lot of financial difficulties through his life because what we think of Mozart, like he he was regarded back then as a very talented person but the market back then was very very saturated um because he actually was born during a population boom like sort of a baby boomer type thing and there was just a lot more fucking people on the planet there was a lot more people like making and writing music and shit like that and also like again 
with somebody like him, he's not selling records. You know what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. composing all these things, but he's not selling records. And this is also during a time when these people didn't realize the leverage that they had. I mean, we we live in the world now where like, you know, me or you, we can go record our album on our own and we can own it and we can do all this shit. But like he would just get commissioned for sonatas and then he would do the sonata for that person and then that person basically owned that sonata you know what i mean and then they would just be like yep thank you for doing that and now everyone else can play this sonata this is fucking you know whatever right um but he but he traveled around like crazy going to vienna which was like the central place for music paris london rome but he's constantly having to just sort of like scrape by there were there were moments of like pretty massive financial success. Like he would like hit it off with an empress and they would like hire him to be like the court composer for like a residence or whatever. And he would make a shit ton of money doing that. But then apparently nobody says exactly what it was on, um, but he pissed all his money away. A lot of people speculate that it must have just been a gambling problem because there's not many assets that they can find that like, oh, he bought this, he bought this, he bought this. So a lot of people think that he just had a big gambling problem and that possibly he was spending a lot of that money on women because uh, he was a big fan of women. He okay. loved He loved Constance and they had a wonderful relationship, but like dalliances were just a thing that was back then and it's you know she what pro- amongst famous hitting musicians yeah well, yeah glad we moved past that as yeah, a trope but i'm the- just saying like but nowadays though the women care you know what i mean like if you're, they'll divorce you. they back then it was it was like they didn't even care that they did it they were just like yeah you don't think they do anymore I mean, I think some of them do. We've talked about it before. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of like rock star dudes. Where they, like, well, they have those relationships. They have an arrangement oftentimes. Yes. But I'm so, just saying, like, I don't think back know, then it was even the something thing. you had to say. It was just, right. that was the yeah, arrangement. Women weren't allowed to talk or have that's, opinions or nothing. So, yeah. right. Yeah, that that's, that's kind of. You clear it. shit with a woman <laughs> in the 1700s. There has to be clearing the table. That's about it. Anyway, so, go ahead. What's crazy about all this, all the things that he accomplished, the 600, like he, he, this dude, like he worked day in and day out. There was like, I remember somebody in an interview saying like, there wasn't a week that went by that he didn't produce something that was not only a thing that he produced, but was something that the musical world would be worse without. (laughs) You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Like, it wasn't like he was just churning out a bunch of shit. Everything he did was the complete tops. It was fucking amazing. Nobody understood how he was doing it. There was a lot of things that he did that were not really appreciated until later because of what I was saying earlier in that a lot of people just couldn't, they didn't understand it. He, like, he used to hide a lot of stuff in his music just to entertain himself. Like there was this one concerto that he did where it starts out as like a regular symphony. And then all of a sudden in the middle, he starts playing like this Turkish dance song. Like it's a remix. And then fucking like, then he weaved other shit back in. And he was such a musical genius that like whenever he was about to, you know, do 
a concert or whatever, he would go in and like inspect all the drums and like just by thumping it could be like, this one's off, replace it. This one's off, replace it. And they say that like, not a lot of composers knew how to do that. Like composers were basically like, I know how to write the music, whatever, but he just, he just had it all and it wasn't really taught. He just fucking had it. It's like how you can remember stuff like he just he could just fucking play ball, man. And like mm -hmm. he also like and I mentioned Tiger Woods earlier, but this is another thing that I kind of relate to golf. When he was going into a building to compose something, he took every element into consideration. So like if they're in this room, he would go, it's very dry in here. So the high notes are going to be a little sharp. So he would go redo the whole composition before the fucking play so that the high notes didn't seem too sharp. And they would be like, it's kind of uh, damp in here. So those low notes are going to have a really bad register. Instead of us just playing it, I'm going to go back here and I'm going to rewrite every single piece of sheet music, by the way, every single, there, there are no fucking print and press that I know of. Maybe there was, I mean, this was around the time that Ben Franklin was getting started and shit, but like, he'd go rewrite all this shit and be like, here, play it like this. Because if you played it your way, it's going to sound weird in the back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just That's some wild shit, bro. Yeah, dude, it is some wild shit. So, uh do you know when do you know how old he was when he died? 35. Oh, you did know that. <laughs> I I just a you minute looked when it up. I was Well, when I was reading about his sister or whatever and I also looked up his uh the rival I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Um Salieri, Salieri. That guy's name. And he yeah. got like real famous for being his rival because of the movie which is based on a very famous play before that, Amadeus. But apparently it's like uh, that's kind of apocryphal and debated what, how much of that is, you know, true or not. Yeah, but anyway, so there's the ahead. there's the rumor that like apparently Salieri uh, claimed not I'm, I don't know if it was on his deathbed or just when he got old that he had murdered Mozart. But like there was a lot of people that were like, dude, that guy was fucking out to lunch, son. Like he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. We There's no evidence that suggests that. Um, but there right. is a, there is a little bit of speculation around Mozart's death right before his death, like a couple months, there was this, a mysterious dude shows up and commissions Mozart, uh, to write a requiem mass, which is something that would be played at a funeral. Right. And so it's, this guy gives him the money, but this isn't the guy that's hiring him. He's like my handler, my handler, uh, wants you to write this, and it's going to be a requiem. Well, Mozart was, like, really busy doing a bunch of other shit, so he's like, I'll get to it, I swear to God. And he didn't get to it, like, right on time, and so, like, they were fucking angry with him and shit. And, like, he starts feeling sick around this time, and he starts thinking that this requiem mass that he's writing is, like, some sort of early death prophecy for him and shit. And it turns out what was actually happening was the stranger that he was making this for was a guy named Count Franz von Walsig. And the reason that he didn't show up to commission it himself and he had somebody else do it is because he wanted him to compose this requiem and then he was going to pass it off as his own, right? Mm -hmm. So around this time, though, Mozart keeps thinking about death. He starts feeling ill. He believes that he was poisoned. Um, and. Right. Uh, when and and a lot of people talk about his way he had kidney failure he had this he had blah 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 and they're like no nah, there's really no, not much evidence for him being poisoned but then they're like well i don't know with the disease they said he died of it doesn't make sense that he was lucid for the two hours before his death so maybe who fucking knows um but there's also a rumor 
uh, he was a member of the Freemasons. And this is when the Freemasons are like really, really taking mm-hmm. off. So oh, the, yeah. free, the Freemasons accept him in. And like the Freemasons probably don't like a celebrity being amongst them talk you know what i mean like being popular talking about how they're a freemason and all this shit and apparently he wrote like two two concertos that like secretly divulged some of the uh very private things about the freemasons so a lot of people think that maybe the freemasons had him killed but nobody uh-huh. really fucking knows. But he dies at 35, and it's not like he was doing drugs and drinking completely hard booze like otherwise. And like I said, he was a happy guy, like not fucking killing himself. He wasn't like, I don't know, yeah. he seemed like a good dude. And uh, he's also, this is crazy, I didn't know this, but uh, he was buried in a mass grave because, because, because even though what we think about Mozart is of this elegance of this class, back then... People like Mozart were still treated like the servants. Like huh. you remember in Downton Abbey when like they'd have the singers come over and they're still eating with them downstairs. Oh yeah, it, but that that singer was a black guy. Well, that was because he was a musician. Because I always interpreted that as because me he was too, black. Me too. <laughs> until right now. Me too. Until right now. Okay. But apparently, like Mozart was still considered very much the help. You know, so he's mm-hmm. he's buried in a mass grave and the exact location. Nobody knows where he's buried, like still to this day. And I know that we can't leave here without talking about the scatology, correct? Uh-huh. Do you know yeah. what scatology is? Poop stuff. Poop stuff. Thank you, Trey. Mozart was very into poop stuff. And here's my theory as to why. Um, A, poop hits, right? Yeah. Not like me and you ain't into poop stuff. We're 35 years old. So, but I also say that like Mozart, he never really grew up. You know what I mean? Like he went from, he immediately started hitting and that he, that child just stayed within him. So like everything was poop to him. So here's some letters that uh, he wrote that contain talkings about poop. This is a letter dated 5th November, 1777 to Mozart's cousin, Maria Anna. Um, and it's, it's in, uh, it's in rhymed verse. Well, I wish you good night, but first shit in your bed and make it burst. Sleep soundly, my love in your mouth, your, in your mouth, your arse you'll shove. All right. Pretty good one. Uh-huh. And this is, uh, his cousin, Anna Maria writing to her husband. Their whole family was obsessed with shit. Apparently Mozart and his mother and father would also talk about shit. Adio ben mio, keep well, my love. Into your mouth, your arse, you'll shove. A little repeat line there. I wish you good night, my dear, but first, shit in your bed and make it burst. They literally copied what he had said earlier and just turned it around. Uh, This is actually in song. Mozart's canon, Lick Mick I'm Arse, includes the lyric, Lick Mick I'm Arse. Gindeville Ginschwein. This would be translated into English as lick me in the arse quickly, quickly. Yeah. And, and now here a letter he wrote. I don't know who this is to, but it starts off Dearest Cosbuzz. Dearest Cosbuzz, I have re- I have received rep- I have received reprieved your highly esteemed writing, biting, and I have noted 
I have noted, doted, that my Uncle Garfunkel, my Aunt Slant, and you too are well male. Well, too, thank God, are in good fettle kettle. You write further, indeed, you let it all out. You expose yourself. You let yourself be heard. You give me notice. You declare yourself. You indicate to me. You bring me the news. You announce unto me. You state in broad daylight. You demand. You desire. You wish. You want. You like. You command that I, too, should and could send you my portrait. Ich bein, I shall mail it in fall for sure. We, by the love of my skin... I shit on your nose so it runs mm. down your chin. Okay, well, that took a turn. That did take a turn. You want to get some airmail real quick? Let's do it. All right, let me fucking pull it up like I should have already had. All righty, here we go. Corey was right about Neville Chamberlain and Venn diagram ideas for Trey. Hey there, Corey and Trey. I've been a faithful fan of POA from the jump. I've watched every single episode from the very first and laughed my ass off all the way. Thank you guys so much for that. I saw the movie Munich, The Edge of War and had much the same reaction to Neville Chamberlain that Corey did. Not that I'm any kind of expert on the man, but I do think Jeremy Irons did him justice with a fantastic performance. And I find it interesting that Corey likened him to a British Jimmy Carter. Funny how those really great progressive public servants always end up getting the shit end of the stick where history is concerned but i digress one of his last lines in that movie really struck me hard and significantly changed the way i thought about chamberlain it was definitely one of those moments in a historical movie where if it wasn't true it ought to have been spoiler warning for anyone who hasn't seen the movie although come on we all know what ended up happening but on the plane back to the uk after that fateful meeting with hitler one of chamberlain's top aides asked him what if hitler breaks his word and you end up looking like a fool and chamberlain replies if he breaks his word then the world will see him for who he is it'll unite the allies and it might even bring the americans on board and if i'm made to look a fool then that's a small price to pay that line absolutely gave me a chill again i'm not sure if he actually said it would it would be awesome if he did and trey here's you some venn diagram ideas all right vacation slash travel private jets and five-star resorts versus rvs at the koa school yep Private boarding schools versus underfunded public schools. Pretty good. Uh, related topic, college, Ivy League versus trade school and community college. Secondhand furniture, inheriting priceless antiques versus picking stuff up at the Goodwill. Art, priceless collections versus county fair art. You've done that, haven't we you? We did art. We did yeah, art. Yeah, that's right. Very housing, early episode. Yeah. Housing, mansions versus HUD housing or the trailer park. Good stuff there, Olivia. All righty. Thank you. All right. Here we have Dictators and a Limerick. Hello, Corey right. and Trey. Longtime member of the Skewniverse, first-time caller. Your discussion of the etymology of the word dictator brought back a cringy childhood memory I wanted to share, and coincidentally, <sighs> it ties in with redneck names, too. My parents were very stuffy people, and I don't remember them ever doing anything fun, except for twice in my life that I can remember. They attended a costume party at Halloween. For one of the parties, my conservative dad went in drag. That didn't age well. And I remember this because my mama had a time trying to find some high heels that would fit his size 12 foot. The second time, he went as a dictator. He wore his mm -hmm. army uniform with a jock strap on the outside loaded with a big old tater. I'm sure this is not original and he's not the first person to do it, but as a boy, but as he bore a striking resemblance to Joseph Stalin in his younger years, I'm sure he pulled it off. Now, 
How does that tie into redneck names? Well, I follow my high school alma mater's Facebook page, and there was a senior this year named Tater. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's his Christian name, but in all captioning and on his senior banner on the front lawn of the school, his name is Tater, not Jonathan Tater Smith or something like that. Just Tater and his last name. This has all inspired a limerick. There, <laughs> there once was a man not named Dick. He used a tater for his prick. The people loved it so much, said taters not just for lunch, and as a name, it sure did stick. I love all your pods and listen to them while I take my daily walks. You've accompanied me on more miles than I could ever count, and it's a nice break from all the true crime. Keep at it. Slash much love. Carrie. Well, we thank love you, it. Carrie. Yeah. Th- now, I believe that's I enough to- for today. I believe so. I used to say my rap name would be Tater Aid. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, also, I like that dictator uh, costume. I haven't seen it, but I like I haven't it. Haven't either. Yeah, yeah, when she said, "I don't know if that's original or not," I'm like, "Fucking, I ain't never seen it." And, and people where I'm from, they, you know, they've thought of a lot of dick jokes, and I ain't never and seen that one. Jokes. So, pretty good stuff. Well, thank you Alrighty. all for listening. Uh, we appreciate y'all. We hope you leave us a five star review. We hope that if you're just listening to audio, you join us at watchpoa.com so you can watch the video version. Continue to tell your friends. Send us all those messages at puttingonairs at gmail.com. Go see Trey on the road, TreyCrowder.com. Also, go to parttimefunnyman.com for all my bonus shit. And unless you have something to add, Trey, stay fancy, motherfuckers. That'll do it. Skew. Here's Lady of Loveless. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Royalty and rednecks are alike. They both like cutting and picking fights. Biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong. Sit on down with Corey and Trey and learn some fancy shit. Today we'll laugh a little even when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs.